0: All right, hello. Welcome to Adventures and Lolly Gagging. We are continuing our One Ring Second Edition campaign today, going through Waking of Angmar. We are down uh, one of our dwarves, but fortunately it's our lesser dwarf. So we decided to persevere. Just kidding. We miss Steven. Uh, but uh, we're going to play on without him today, as this is going to mainly be a, a travel uh, episode, I think. Uh, so, uh, But we're going to play on without him at his blessing, uh, and uh, he'll return next week uh to uh to yeah whatever horrible shenanigans we can get him into we have to do something to him because that's essentially what we did last night uh in the Conan game and that's what we do with Matt's character whenever he misses a Call of Cthulhu game we give him another personality so we have to get something we don't kill a character but we we leave a mark in their absence somehow <laughs> so
1: completely <laughs> changes the mind yes
0: exactly it's just like uh Sorry, you're part vampire now and you're missing some of your vigor. But hey, other than that, you know, you're fine. You're fine. So if you have any ideas in chat or uh, later uh, on the YouTube, uh, YouTube comments, please go ahead and drop a, a fun little way that we can just uh, just, just alter, <laughs> just for fun. Uh, but, uh, but that's that. Uh, but yeah, we're on episode 57. Uh, I, we are finally going to be leaving Tharbad today. Uh, it's been a very adventurous, I don't know, about 10 episodes or, or, or so, I think, with some very, very tough combats. Uh, but we are going to be getting back to our journey phase. It's going to be uh, Terranet's first journey phase, so uh, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, but before we do all that, why don't we introduce our characters, and then we'll dive in. So, Long, once more, tell us about Floy.
2: I'm Floy, a 71-year-old treasure-hunting dwarf coming from the Blue Mountains. Got a nice piece of armor, nice piece of weaponry, and that's what I do.
0: Perfect. Excellent. You have your Mithril armor uh that you discovered uh in the grimy depths of a rude hour keep many episodes ago in Ruth to your first trip to angmar uh, and your weapon however is more recent uh as uh, that was something you uh you were rewarded uh, after some work you did in the blue mountains uh, next up we've got gilly kettlegrass ashley tell us about gilly
3: i'm playing gilly she is our brie hobbit um, and yeah, she's really focused on, uh, improving her bow skills and, uh, just intensely focusing on bettering her healing to try and keep people alive. She's still a little traumatized, uh, you know, add some spice into there. And, uh, yeah, I think we should give uh, him a wife cause Long's got a yeah, fairy wife.
0: That's true. Yes, that's definitely true. We do love coupling up in this, uh, in, we in love this, uh, yearning in we do.
4: general.
0: Oh my gosh. I was I was throwing some. Did I did I tell you this, Ashley? I have a new idea for a game. No. Uh, I I gave it to Melissa. Melissa, did I send you or no, maybe it was Steven I sent it to. So it was Steven. Over on the Discord channel, if you follow the Discord with the uh, with D O K, with with us, with all the gaggers with Grin Perilous. Uh it's people know that I kind of thirst after Timothy Oliphant just a little. Uh, just a yep. little, and so, and we also have this like running joke of yearning from our Regency Cthulhu time. Uh, so, uh, what, God, what did I call it? I can't remember. But I, so, I came up with a game where I wanted to essentially be about thirsting after Timothy Oliphant. So, uh, <laughs> so, so the game idea, and this is all copyright, by the way. Lawyers have been involved, so don't try to steal this from me. It's called "Hold Me <laughs> Closely, Timothy Oliphant." Uh, where everyone essentially competes for Timothy Oliphant's affections by by yearning after him, and there are sp- and there are sploosh saves. So you have to like. Uh, I'm sorry, no, Stephen. I'm gonna need you to roll for roll for a sploosh <laughs> save here, and that's uh, that's what we're going with. So anyway, I keep
4: calling it a game. It sounds like just a Wednesday. It really so. does. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: is just divine. That man. And, uh, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, okay. Anyway, enough of that. Let's move down to the bottom row. Uh, Melissa, my wife, uh, go ahead. Tell us about (laughs) Arrheniel.
5: So Arrheniel is our, uh, Ranger of the North champion. Um, she has been, uh, working on her sword play skills over the course of the campaign. She's got Minozigar. Uh, she's been getting better with that one. decent with bow skills, but she definitely seeds the, uh, better bow skills of the fellowship to Gilly for sure. Uh, she has been, uh, both excited and, um, a little anxious about the fact that she's got a close friend of hers now, um, within the fellowship and that we are on the move in a northerly direction. And that seems to be the direction that we're going to be going for a bit. So this is a, uh, Change of direction and uh, cause for some anxiety.
0: Very nice, very nice. Uh, you all have to drink uh, as we have our hydrated. Uh, do I, did I ever tell you where that comes from? That came from Veronica and I. We were in a we were in a Vason game where we just started talking about hydrating the whole time and it just became a running joke. That's where that comes from. Uh, okay, uh, and as we said, no Stephen. Uh, so I will go ahead and introduce Daggett. Uh, I'm drag it. Grr. Uh, whatever the party wants to do. Uh, I'm going to do the opposite. Uh, oh, uh, fancy new treasure. Uh, here, 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 random stranger, you take it. Uh, you I'm drag it.
3: I have block Fong.
0: Yes. Uh, don't, uh, don't get in a fight with me, uh, or else I'm going to use block Fong. Uh, <laughs> but you're probably just going to punch me in the face and I'm going to get knocked out. So, uh, there's that. Uh, so that's, uh, <laughs> That's Daggett. Pretty good. Uh, Steven like, impressions from both of you. It's like he's you. here. Yeah, I thought <laughs> he was here for a second. Right. Close her <laughs> eyes and like you wouldn't even know. Uh, but also, we do use like we reuse some of the art from the book as our tokens, and that the one you see on the screen, if you're watching this, is the one that Steven picked for uh, for Daggett. Big old bushy old man beard. And then uh, then finally, we've got Tara Neth. Might try tell us about Tara. Uh, Tara is a a warden ranger
4: and uh, as Renil said, old friend to Aerie but new friend to the rest of the fellowship and uh, really excited slash nervous to be heading north and out of Tharbad where she's been for several weeks at this point so uh, time to move on and she's been here a little longer than uh, she planned to but is uh, grateful to have a reason to leave, and also sad about leaving this place that started to feel familiar.
0: Indeed, indeed, and it is not. Uh, it is. It is not a common thing usually for Rangers no. of the North to feel at home elsewhere, especially when there's none of their own kind around. So, uh, Tharbad was is was a uh, an interesting place because it, it is not. The leadership there is certainly not the most moral or ethical, but at the same time, they have managed to keep keep this place together when otherwise it would probably fall apart. So it's a very uh, yeah. I love the complexity of the place where it's not it, just kind it of clear is breath. like
4: from a meta perspective. Like yeah. I love like the nuance of Tharbad like as a yeah.
0: community. I could definitely see us if we, you know, whenever we do a second campaign of this, uh, and that's probably a win, not an if, I'm pretty sure. Uh, (laughs) I could see Tharbad being a starting point for a more, uh, a more, a different sort of set of characters, a less, uh, I don't want to say naive where we started this, like that's, that's overstating it, but like you all were, like, as we were just talking about before we came on, you were young and kind of really just kind of getting your your feet wet here, but we could start for a more grizzled campaign. Though I do think the next time we run this, I'm probably going to do like an Eastern, maybe Dale, maybe uh, Mark Wood, maybe Gondor or something like that. Maybe even, even further and go all the way to Rune. We'll see. Uh, okay. So that is everybody. Uh, so we're going to just do a quick summary and then we'll dive in. So last time uh, we picked up right towards, uh, right in the middle of the battle with Aglore the Unbroken, that that extremely powerful orc that had been terrorizing the hills south of Tharbad. And we picked up immediately after Daggett was taken down uh, by this uh, by this man, nearly killed. And all of you raced to help. You really did. Uh, Floyd and, and, and almost to your detriment, in fact, because as you raced and kind of crowded in some of like the strategic footing, maybe it allowed for for, you know you're, you're kind of racing in to to get you know to get the your positioning maybe not the most most effective. Because what happened shortly thereafter, very quickly, is Floyd also went down. And that was terrifying. Uh, we still talk about that in the last couple of weeks, how terrifying that was. Because whenever Floyd goes down in a fight, you know you're in trouble.
3: Yeah, our heavy so, hitter.
0: Yeah, I mean, Floyd is your, your big-time damage dealer. Uh, so after that, uh, I it was pretty impressive, though. As a Renial and Terraneth, you you went toe-to-toe uh, with his armored orc and his lieutenants in, in, in melee combat, uh, kind of you know ducking and weaving and... Making very good use of that knockback, uh, knockback mechanic uh, in the game, Gilly had had a perch up on the rooftop, this collapsed roof of this keep, and was firing down in. And I think it was Gilly who actually uh, struck the the killing blow, which happens very frequently. In fact, uh, that actually felled Aglor finally. Uh, afterwards, Murdoch, the younger son of, uh, of Master Gurnow, he was he kind of took a couple of his people, chased after some of the goblins and orcs that tried to flee. He was also very angry because some of his people had died in the battle, but the older brother, Tharnow, friend of Terra, uh, he did manage to kind of quiet him and exert sort of his uh, his, his seniority. Uh, while you were searching through the orc bodies and the equipment, you discovered some interesting facts, actually, and possibly alarming facts. Uh, you found a similar maker's mark to Floyd's Mithril armor that you had heard was crafted long ago, around the time in which Mithril was actually discovered. Uh, and it was by the history, it had something to do with the betrayer dwarf. And somehow that knowledge or that information has been passed down perhaps over, over the, the centuries, over an age, in fact. Uh, so that knowledge has been passed on to new generations because some of the equipment bore that same or very similar maker's mark. The second thing you noticed was that Aglor and some of the other lieutenants had brands uh, burnt onto their skin that happened to have a lot of the same imagery, the same runes, the same uh, markings that were on the door, that strange door to Othringol, uh, that required you to essentially sacrifice blood to feed the door to let it open. Uh, So it was very dark experiments that had been going on, and Aglor, being a relatively young orc, suggests that maybe. Those dark experiments are continuing. Now, with that knowledge, uh, you eventually return to Tharbad. You held counsel with Master Gurnow, and true to his word, he let you all uh, take, Thar- uh, take Thorvum and Thebe, release them from their contract, from their you know from their their imprisonment, uh, and everyone was in a, in a good mood, other than Murdoch. Uh, there was a celebratory feast. We got to see some nice, very nice moments between Terra and, and Tharnow, specifically. Uh, and the next day, we saw Floy do a little wingman action, but also recruit Tharnow, unbeknownst to Terra, uh, to the larger fellowship, hoping to get his assistance when you all do, in fact, march back on Angmar. Uh, we also saw Gilly spend some time with Agna, and Agna was very distraught over Gilly's decision to go back to Angmar to, to fight with these people because she's actually intelligent. And all these dumb meatheads are the ones who should be taking the hits, not Gilly. <laughs> but eventually she resupplies you with a bunch of parchment and ink and, uh, and all of that. So what we're going to do, we're going to pick up maybe a couple days, maybe two days after that celebratory feast. We're going to say, you wake up before dawn in the bridge inn. All of you smell the, uh, the, the, the scent of, of fresh meats, bacon perhaps of some kind uh you go down with your with your packs and you can see that Titus uh has prepared a breakfast feast for all of you. Uh you can see that he's also you kind know, of folded together these different provision packs. Explains that there's some dried turkey meat, some apples from the orchards within the city. You can even see he's pieced together some small casks of ale from Milton the brewer, the brewer that is renowned to make a to make very good mead and very good ale. Uh and he also has, with the help of Tharnow, collected some basic maps and things like that so that you can plan your journey. Give you all a moment if you have anything else you wanted to do, but otherwise we can dive right into the journey phase.
4: Uh, the only thing Tara would like to do is to uh, hand Titus a note to be delivered to Tharnow. Should I read it right uh, now?
6: You want me to read it right now?
4: You, I'd prefer you didn't. It's okay. Fact, I don't know where to read you anyway. Know, don't it's fine. give it to him until after we've left.
6: After you left, okay? Fine. Okay. I don't even know what it says. I can look at it if you want, but I don't even know.
4: No, no. You
6: really,
4: going to read it to him, really. Because if you want me to read it to him, to him,
6: you have to teach me how to read first.
4: <laughs> and kind of look pleadingly at Gilly to get her out of
3: this. <laughs> uh, what? But, I, and she has her journal out, and she's just, like, going over her notes and her plans for our travel.
4: Oh, to yeah. oh, learn how to read. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So he will he will tuck it away. Okay.
6: After they leave, I'll have to go learn how to read and then read this
0: to Thaw now. And that's what he says as he starts walking past Gilly, where Gilly's... <laughs> Okay, at at
4: this point, my favorite the player wants to hear it right in Titus's voice.
3: Titus, (laughs) by the way, uh, Thurnow could probably assist you in learning to read the letter.
6: That's a very good idea, because he can read. He's very smart, that one. Exactly. Much smarter than the rest of his brothers, who are all made of horse dung. Okay, got it. That's a good idea. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Kettlegrass. Thank you.
3: You, right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss you, Titus. Are you sure you don't want to come with us?
6: I'm sure. I, oh, if right. I went, who would feed people? Who would make sure they, they eat? Who would make I, sure they're safe and tucked in their beds at night?
3: That's true. So no a, one comes
6: by and slashes their job. throats and stabs them in the chest at night. Who, who, who else could do it? That's true. It's essential task I have here. I am essential worker.
3: All right. Well, bye, Titus. And bye. He follows after Tara.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Tolkien Puris, thank you so much for those bits. Uh, okay. So let's dive into the journey phase, right? Fair enough. All right. So let's, um, this is going to be the first time that uh, my trade's in on this. So let me share the document with you all uh, so that you can, so we'll go through this one other time. Uh, so if you're if you're this is like your first time joining us, uh, if you've never seen this before in the stream, uh, one of the things that you do within uh, within uh, Wondering is you journey. It's pretty makes Ooh. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to put uh, Steven's cover on this page, too. So let me uh, so right now we don't see him. Oopsie daisy. Uh, so basically, where is it that you all want to uh to travel too, if you want to explain that to folks while I get this set up really fast,
5: I was imagining that this would be a relatively kind of like follow the river kind of a situation. Yeah,
3: we're looking to go to the ranger settlement that's over yeah. by the angle. So,
4: yeah,
5: yeah, Tara's going to know better than any of us where exactly we're going.
4: So, um, Tara knows, uh, my trade doesn't, <laughs> but, uh, uh, assuming that we can plot a pretty straightforward path along the river.
3: Yeah. Uh, so we're going to follow. That we have. Yeah. Loud water.
0: Okay. So the, there's uh, one thing I want to remind everybody of this is that in, in Lord of the Rings, in, in Lord of the Rings, in one ring, uh, there, there aren't really bridges. Uh, yeah. so. You're, you're basically you're going to ha- so river crossings are a thing. It's not something that's necessarily easily done. Uh, Tara, you would know specifically uh, that the horror uh, which in the the loud in loud water, which is what kind of makes that uh, that sort of intersection, which becomes the gray flood. I'll ping it right here. You know that crossing those rivers is no simple task, especially since the since you have three ponies and horses uh, with you. Uh, So one of the things you have to account for when you're doing journeying is, okay, we're going to have to do a river crossing or we're going to have to do mountain crossings or or such like that. The only known crossing uh, to get across the Horwell uh, is the last bridge, which means traveling all the way up to the Great East Road, uh, which Mm would be a couple extra days worth of travel. Otherwise, you all will be probably spending some time and, you know, there's potential for for something bad to happen, uh, who knows, as you try to cross over. So that's something to consider as you're drawing, you know, drawing your, your route is where would you want to cross or how would you want to cross? You can certainly just try to cross in the middle of the wild. That's fine. Uh, But it's not just like an instant thing. It's, it would take some, some time to do.
4: Right. So I think that's the question posed by Terror to the the fellowship is, um, I have not traveled with you before. So what do you prefer? If it was just me, this I would just cross the river. But it is not just me.
2: You have many horses, and I don't think we're in much of a rush. We can take the long way around, cross the bridge.
4: Okay.
3: So we'll stay stay north of
4: the
0: Horwell. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. Okay, so someone just drew it for me already. Perfect. Uh, okay, so let's uh, thank you to whoever did it. Um, once we get into the actual angle area, uh, Tara, you have much more familiarity with where some of those places are. I sent you some notes earlier. Uh, but yes, there are well, thank you. certain places you can go. Uh, but for now, you're you're going to be basically traveling up. So if I'm re- looking this correctly, you're going to be traveling up the Grey Flood uh, a ways. You're going to probably pass by where you actually had the fight with the Nazgul. Uh, Eventually you're going to reach this forest just west of, you know, west and north of the Grey Flood, west of the Horwell. And you're going to try to skirt that until you get up to the Great East Road, cross over the last bridge with greater safety, and then come back down. It's probably an extra couple of days, but it's a safer, it's probably a safer route uh, for an extra couple of days trade-off. Perfect. Okay, so the next thing uh, we should do is we got to figure out everyone's roles. So if you look, Maitreyi, in that that uh, document I just shared on Foundry, mm-hmm. there are four roles uh, that people can take uh, within the journey phase. There's four of you, so we'll just say the four of you can take them uh, and you can kind of figure it out. So the guide is the one who sort of determines the, the basic route as you're moving along. And what that means is, mechanically, you're gonna make a travel and depending on how you do. Uh, there's a certain amount of encounters that you're going to have along the way and how well you do on the travel roll mechanically determines how the frequency of it like how many hexes on the gm side of the map does it take before an encounter pops the hunter is in charge of like finding food in the wild and they're going to are going to roll hunting tests so whenever those encounters do pop up they target a specific role within the phase so it could be like this this specific this specific encounter targets the hunter and then, then I ask the hunter to roll a hunting test, etc. The lookout—they're going to be rolling awareness as they're keeping out for danger and watches. And the scout is looking for new trails or places to camp, and they would be rolling explore. Uh, so, with that in mind, all of you are going to take one of those uh, one of those positions. Uh, where do we want to go with that? So, you oh. would like
5: to go back to being guide. You can do that. Um, because uh Arineal has the cloak from Lady Ortolos, which helps with travel. Sorry, Tara.
4: No, no, I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Um, I was wondering if I could do awareness because that is my like the highest thing I have out of these.
0: Okay. Uh Gilly, you cool you with that?
4: Lookout? Yeah, that's fine. All right.
0: So uh there's also a see if i can get this shared there's also with uh with foundry they have a pretty cool uh pretty cool sheet so maitre if you go into our if you go into the players folder on the actors directory right and like where you would there's a there's a company player if you want to open that up you can kind of see like the journey the journey's yours
4: got it got it
2: well gilly the rangers are taking our jobs yeah, uh, what do you prefer?
4: I, no, you know, I wow. can roll something else, dude. It's don't live this. Melissa, you might per- want to be hunting time.
3: if we want food because <laughs> between Floyd and I.
4: Oh,
2: I can do any, any of these. It's just do you prefer the hunting or the scout?
3: I'll, I'll probably sh- scout. We're we're so fucked. This
2: ah, perfect. <laughs> <You> know,
1: <then laughs> I'm the best hunter. hunter don't one of
4: the other two then? Like I honestly, it was
5: it was You're
2: Oh please, You're a ranger, you know these lands better than me. Like I've seen the radio hunts here and there. It's not that hard.
5: <laughs> I am here for seeing how this goes. We <laughs> can
3: totally find where we're going, guys. Like explore.
5: <laughs> so good. We just got food. So you know. even if that's true
1: that's true
5: (laughs) we can we can manage off of those kind of you know apples and dried meats for a little bit there not not that i don't have confidence floy in your hunting skills of course but you know maybe you come back with a fistful of berries who knows
3: can you for audience tell us how many pips you have in hunting
0: yeah, I don't even see it on my sheets. Zero.
2: <laughs>
3: I can't
0: wait. Oh, I cannot wait for this. Okay. This is more like it. You know, this is more like it. Okay. All right. So, roles are set. Route is determined. We will say after after that kind of morning breakfast with uh, with good old Titus, he bid you all farewell. You, you'd start journeying out of the, the city. You pass by the Red Palace. One more time, maybe Tharnow is there, waving at you from between the statues of Elendil and Isildur. One last time, the sun comes up to the east over the misty mountains. You pass by uh, the, the the actual guardhouse and begin to descend down the causeway. You venture out in a way, and eastward uh, through the through some of the. Some of the farmlands that are nearby, maybe seeing in the distance the turkey farm that you all had such an interesting encounter with when you first arrived. You see some, uh, you see some animals that, uh, that are kind of scattering around, hiding underneath some of the causeway areas. You see some, uh, some folk who are maybe more nefarious uh, kind of hiding out as well. You find the river once more, and you begin your travel. So perennial... If you could please uh, roll the travel test as we are going to get started here.
5: All right. I probably should have had my uh, dice ready for that. Um, All right. So travel, and then I've got one, two, and then an extra four. Um, Well, that's a (laughs) face.
0: Uh, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at <laughs> the random encounter I just rolled.
5: Sure, 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 sure. Um, I'm going <laughs> to save some of these uh, audience bits for other people who aren't rolling uh, 3d6s. That's
0: so very kind of you.
5: Hey, well, uh, brand new dice rolled the gandy first roll. So that is uh, off to a fantastic oh, surge. Amazing. What does it look like, though?
0: What does it look like? What is does the Gandhi look? Yeah,
3: like? can you can you Vanna Gotta hold that up, please.
0: Does it say? no, it does. Thank you, North Foundry. Those things are awesome. I love them so much. Uh, okay, so that's a uh, success. Any yes, success? and no extra sixes. Okay, so uh, you can go ahead. If some so whoever wants to do this, you can uh, you can begin you kind know, of moving it up to sort of like the first bend in the river as. Uh, essentially you're, you're traveling a couple days. So over these couple of days, as you're traveling up the river, the winter has, winter is still a ways off, but autumn is most certainly here. Uh, there aren't a ton of trees uh, along the river, but there's a periodic copses and such here and there. And you can see that the leaves have started to change color. You see some have started to to drift down when you look at the river nearby you can see chunks and chunks of of, of, uh, of leaves and branches that have kind of fallen off, beginning to clog some of the water here and there. And it's already brackish to begin with, but it's getting even worse. You can see that like there's a wind coming from the north as well at night. That's kind of giving you some uh, some some chills. Campfires help, blankets help. It's not to the point where anyone is is in danger, but you can definitely feel the the change. You've been here for roughly. You know, a fortnight or so, and even in that time, when you first arrive, it was dry and it was hot. And two weeks later, you can tell that the that the weather has steadily changed. At a certain point, we'll say on I think it was probably the third night, uh, you you notice that the provisions that you've got that you got from from Titus have already started to dry up. Whether it's kind of forgetting them here or there, or whether it's uh, whether it's just kind of overindulging uh, because the food is so delicious, the ale as well. And, Floy, you realize it's time for you to kind of get out there as Arinial is taking a break from sort of leading the journey. You can see her and Tara are kind of discussing the path ahead, uh, Gilly setting up the camp with Daggett probably in, in hand. Floy, you take it upon yourself to go hunting, The reason i was gritting is because the hunter was the first (laughs) random one that popped up so go ahead and roll a hunting test i
4: feel so bad guys i'm
5: sorry
0: don't feel bad this is fantastic this is is good entertainment for me at
5: least we do have audience bits that we got if you want some actual d6s to use in that roll, (laughs) can i I give
4: you more hope because i am making you do this no no, it's okay you stay here you've worked all day let me
2: do my job (laughs) I'll spend one of my hope. And only my hope. Oh, that's pretty good. A Sauron.
5: (laughs) Oh, dear.
0: I'm hunting Sauron. Okay, so is that... (laughs) I'm assuming that's a fail, obviously. Okay, all right. So... Floy, you you head off hunting. It, it For some reason, you're a dwarf. For some reason, it didn't occur to you that there was a river nearby, and perhaps fishing for some of those eels, which you knew were there aplenty. Maybe you wanted some other kind of meat. But it's been a few days, and you're, you're nowhere near the farmlands anymore that were dotted around Tharbad's outskirts. And so you kind of head off into the pastures and plains, these rolling hills. Nothing's too steep or too difficult to traverse and you realize you've just been hours hour after hour like to the point where the sun goes down and maybe it's just pride maybe it's frustration maybe you just lose sight of things or maybe it's overconfidence whatever it might be you find yourself getting lost at a certain point point. and you look by the time you look up the sun has gone down in the west over the blue mountains it is there's barely any light as dusk is is already starting to end and night is beginning to fall in its entirety. You, it's at that point where, let's say it's a, let's say it's a deer that you've been, this, this sort of foal that you've been chasing. You kind of see it in the distance with the last little glimmer of dusk suddenly reflecting off this crystal clear pool of water. And that, that deer is, Its head is down, it's not paying attention to you despite the crunch, crunch, crunch of your heavy dwarven footsteps. And it is sipping away uh, at this pool. You can see that the pool is surrounded uh, by flowers that as the sun continues to dissipate, the flowers almost radiate themselves, their own kind of light. You're not sure if it's just reflecting it or maybe it's a trick of the eye, whatever it might be. They almost feel like they are glowing themselves. And so do you have a, a ranged weapon? Uh, no, I lo- no longer carry ranged. Okay. So so you failed. So how does this, as you go to try and, and hack through this kill, how does it go wrong? Like what does it look like as Floyd tries to sneak up and get this thing and how does it not work for you?
2: Uh, just like any other hunter battle I go into. I charge in yelling wildly.
0: And as you charge Let's... in, you go to swing and this thing nim- more nimble than any orc or goblin you have fought, just prances away. Like in with the E with such ease that you go tumbling forward, disturbing this, this horrible this beautiful. Uh, this beautiful array of flowers and falling into that near perfect. Clear pool. And you can see splashing and ripples begin to kind of cascade around. And as you're getting up, you know, drying yourself off, you know, sort of wringing out your beard, you see that something begins to emerge from the center of the pool. It has a vague shape, looks very much human-like, but where where normally hair would be kind of cascading down on shoulders you instead just see water kind of flowing down here and there and where they have a very clear distinguishable face but you can tell just by looking at whatever is there you're feeling this sense of anger at the disruption that you have caused this beautiful place you see this this trampled bit of flowers, and you see this disturbed pool, and in the distance, the deer is getting away scot-free. And then they, they say something, and you're not sure because it doesn't sound like Western. It doesn't sound like the, the language that you use regularly. It doesn't sound like Dwarvish either. Vaguely maybe, like Sindarin maybe, like uh, like some sort of form of Elvish. I need you to make a a courtesy test ill favored as this thing begins to slowly creep towards you, and as you look down, you can see that beneath the water these these sort of underwater vegetation just begin to wrap itself around your ankles. Is it possible to use my toilet Ruby in this situation? Absolutely. Okay.
2: let's see. So this will give me two d six on my courtesy. Still
1: favored.
2: Six. 15 is still a fail.
0: So as you try as best you can in whatever languages that Floyd vaguely understands, you think back to your time traveling with sorendeer whatever basic Elvish phrases that you could, maybe you say them incorrectly. Maybe you put the cadence in the wrong place, but you feel yourself suddenly dragged with the quickness of this, this deer that pranced away beneath the surface. And as has happened to Floyd a few times uh, in, throughout the campaign, you feel the water rush into your your mouth and you're drowning. What would you like to do? Oh, I'm
2: just trying to wrestle myself to free myself as best as I can.
0: Okay. Uh go ahead and what what skill do you want to roll in this case? I've got athletics. Okay. Anything you roll is going to be ill-favored. Ill-favored. Okay. Yeah. It's that I'm cashing in that Sauron. I'm Boy, leaning into I'm this a little so
5: <laughs> Is is this another lollygagger that's trying to swim out of danger?
0: Yeah, it never is works. This... Don't look sort of ill but
2: ill-favored is a this. regular success.
0: Okay. So you're able to, as you're getting pulled under, you have maybe these these brief visions of the nameless thing at the in the murky waters below the Rudower keep or the strange images that you saw when you were going through the cleansing ritual uh in the, in, in near near forlon all of this starts cycling through and you're just kind of hacking away as best you can with kobar's cleaver and finally you feel yourself come free from whatever you know whatever physical roots whatever physical physical vegetation managed to get on you and you start scrambling out of the water kind of going back over the trampled illuminated flowers and kind of making a run for it and when you turn back you can see that whatever spirit this was is still there but it seems like kind of lurking along the edge of the pool barely creeping out onto the illuminated flowers and you watch as it just with this long arm just begin to almost like a like this 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 sort of backhanded like spritz of water begins to try to replenish those trampled flowers but it doesn't chase you as you begin to work your way beyond this area as best you can and as quickly as you can. You do, however, take two shadow points for this. As the memories of a very dangerous series of, of, uh, of moments in your life. have begun to, uh, I'm sorry. You actually can roll dread for this. My bad. You can roll dread to, to resist this. Okay. The rest of you, it, it becomes clear after a time that Floyd's not there. And I'll say that most of you spend your time searching around, calling out, etc. And what this ultimately means is that all of you suffer two fatigue. Got a 20 regular success. Okay. So, uh, you don't take any shadow uh, as you succeeded. Uh, and, but you do take the two fatigue as the extra time to hunt you down at night, the extra time to sort of recover from this, your drowning experience has left you. A bit of a state. By the time you meet everybody, it's it's well past midnight, so to speak. All of you can see that he is drenched. You can see little, partially illuminated petals are kind of still tucked away in some of his uh, some of his beard, some of his hair, as he eventually returns to the camp, empty-handed, with no food from a, from an unsuccessful hunt.
5: Floyd, what happened?
2: Well, if you see these flowers here, it's, it wasn't my fairy wife this time. I wrestled with a water spirit of sorts. It must've disturbed its peace.
5: Told you to take the fishing net. It would make things so much easier.
1: Yeah,
2: but I'm not much a fisher. I chased after a deer.
5: Was that how you... Did you try to tackle a deer? Is that how you tried to do Well, of do course.
2: This? My axe here is the only thing I got. I oh. thought as it went for a drink, none the wiser.
5: I'm so glad that food of Titus's was delicious because that might be the last thing we eat for a little while.
4: I will try to hunt next time. I'm sorry. I was too focused on our maps to, to, to assist
0: the don't worry, I'll get something another day. So you spend the night resting, recuperating. You have a few, eventually those petals, the illumination, especially as the, as the sun comes up and the moon and stars fade, the campfire goes down to mere embers. You can see that in the morning, they too have become just normal, slowly withering petals. And you begin your journey once more. Uh, so, Arrheniel, if you could make another travel test, please.
5: Uh, yes, I will do that.
0: So that was, uh, that was the night of the third day of travel. Somewhere along the first day of travel, you pass by those broken stone uh, statues of former princes and, uh, and princesses and queens of Cardolan where you had battled the Nazgul, uh, you also remember that the Nazgul escaped by going upriver, in fact, uh, as well. But you have not yet seen any sign of that that ashen gray ship or its sails. Uh, it has been, at this point, about a week and a half since that battle.
5: Regular success.
0: Okay. This time I'm going to need the scout. Uh, so I think that's, is that uh, Gilly this time? I think Gilly's in the scout position. Go ahead and roll an explore test. And whoever is controlling this can put yourselves, uh, you can put the company token uh, about a full space to the left of the H of Horwell there. A little bit further. Perfect. There you go.
3: 16. Regular success, Jeff.
0: Okay. So in the night, Gilly... Uh, Actually, not even during the night, during the day, in fact, as you're kind of looking for new paths. You can see that in the distance, a forest begins uh, to... You can see, like, the the scattered trees become thicker and thicker the further northeastward you go. And you know at a certain point you all have planned, uh, based on uh, Terra's advice, to stay away from the thickness of of the forest themselves. Although it's very close to the angle, there are still creatures... Uh, of shadow Uh, there are still trolls that periodically come down from the troll shawls to the north Uh, so you're trying to just for the sake of ease of travel skirt along before the heavy forests come however you do find something fairly interesting in a place as you're you're looking around for a place to camp in fact Gilly, you do notice that there is um, something that kind of catches your eye you think it might actually make it make your travel a little easier uh, a little bit of a shortcut. As you find this like series of hills just west of the Horowell itself, where the bend in the gray flood becomes almost horizontally east for a bit, but just west of it, you see this series of hills. And as you all are traveling over, you're seeing this red clay begin to cake on your boots. Uh, and beneath some of the, the greener brown vegetation, there's clay almost everywhere. And you find what looks like uh, the remnants of maybe a settlement at some point, nothing recent, uh, but certainly, you know, not, uh, not an age ago, but maybe within the third age, for instance, but you can see the remains of what looks like a, a ruined workshop Gilly. Uh, it's overrun with Ooh. like vines and Ivy. You can even see that there's all these forgotten tools and devices uh, that have been set up here and there. Um, uh, Maybe your scholarly mind maybe thinks this could have been a village of Cardolan as that is the time in which you know that's the place in which you're at kind of and kind of traveling through here
4: mm-hmm.
0: And during the day, it's a very interesting kind of search as you' as you're weaving through it, you find the remnants of uh, of roads in fact, that kind of makes some of the passageways it makes them the travel a little bit lighter uh, on your feet, so you're not kind of sinking and slipping on some of the clay in the rain. It's at night, however, Gilly, where something very interesting happens, and all of you are able to witness this as well. As you're sleeping or as you're eating around the campfire, you suddenly hear the sound, very familiar to Floyd and Daggett, ting, 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 the sound of a blacksmith's hammer onto an anvil. You hear the sound of wood, being, being hewn, being planed at a mill. And as you get a little closer, as you, as you kind of expect, you know, inspect the sound a bit, you look down one of these hills towards one of the, where, where this circle of old workshops, mill, blacksmith, leather worker, you see that it almost as if this place has come alive. And you see these, these people just moving about, going from, one, one, one workshop to another, and the dead of night working on something, going about their business, trading. You see them crafting coats of armor, clothes, weapons, tools. All of this is happening right now. What do you want uh, to do with that?
3: Gilly's going to go down and check it out.
0: Okay. Uh, And you're welcome to invite other people. So this is not a requirement for you to be on your own.
4: I'd love to join you if you don't want, if you don't mind the company. Oh yeah.
0: So Gilly, Tara, you go down and as your feet begin to sort of flatten out, as you come down the decline, you sort of are camping atop of a hill and you go down this decline, you almost feel it flatten out and you can kind of feel the sense that you're in some kind of square. Like Gilly, it's not too dissimilar from going to Coombe or going to Archet uh, near the Bree lands. Not Brie itself, but one of those smaller satellite v- villages where there's a handful of these these tightly knit communities where people come to trade or people come to work or they share tools and they share focus or they barter uh, for, for services and for uh, for for various projects. And you can see that at least for the night, cobblestones almost seem visible beneath the earth. And you hear the sounds of conversations just whispering through the air. There's this slight fog that begins to erupt. The conversations, as the two of you listen, are very mundane. Uh, Not all of them are perfectly uh, understand. Like you can't understand them all the time. They kind of weave in and weave out this sudden crescendo of noise and then a sharp decendo, uh, decrescendo as you as you listen as they pass by you, they don't seem to pay attention to you at all, uh, but they're talking about this work or that work. Both of you can make a lore test. Tara, I'm gonna give you a uh, I'm gonna give you favored on this as well. So I'm already favored on lore Does that. Uh, take a bonus add die anything? then instead. No, just take a bonus die instead.
4: Okay.
3: Just a regular success.
4: Okay. Um,
3: I'm rolling low I,
4: tonight. I st- still don't quite know how to like verbalize what I'm getting, so I'm I'm sorry about that. But out of my 46s, I got three sixes and a oh. 10 on my d12.
0: Okay, that's going to be what's what we call an extraordinary success because you're going to okay. meet your tar- You're going to exceed your target number, but you have three successes on top of it. Mm-hmm. So you okay. do phenomenally well. Nice. Uh, so Gilly, you would certainly recognize, um, so I'll start with you. You would certainly recognize some some conversation and some references to to locations that you might have heard about or seen uh, within Oswald Breaker's notes. As you know, that Oswald Breaker has, as part of his, his, his sort of life's work now that his wife has passed, has been working on documenting the history of Arnor and its successor kingdoms, and part of that has been trying to map out the territory, like where where were Cardolan, where were, where were their lands, where did Ruud Hours lands, where did they fight over this and that, and you can see that you're hearing references to different places that align with the Cardolan uh, successor kingdom. Like you can hear like different spots, watchtowers, references to having to 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 hurry and make this or that. Uh, as you're supposed to deliver to, to this barracks, or there's this watchtower that needs reinforcements of helms or swords. Uh, there's, there's there's talk about that. Terra, you get even more as you hear references to specific princes. You hear references not only to that, but to the encroachment of Angmar as the forces of Angmar started to drift south. You hear discussions that kind of walk in and out of Rudaur, and how they've have, they have betrayed us, they've betrayed everything we've stayed for, and how you're getting this basic sense that Cardolan is trying so hard to marshal itself to war, but you also hear coughing, wheezing, and more than once when Gilly's not looking, you see one of these people, spirits, whatever you want to call them, kind of collapse to the ground, almost as if like they're hacking something up, And you get this this sense that they are there's some sort of illness that's kind of cascading through this village. You even see people fall and die, and they just lay there on the ground. Um, You see others where other moments where somebody is pushing a cart through a village, and you see the sadness of of homes being brought you know people coming out of their homes and kind of bringing another another body and putting it into the cart of someone collecting the dead. And you just kind of watch this, this whole arc of this, the rise, the desperation and the fall of whatever village this might've been as they struggle to reinforce the Prince's edicts, but, but seem to waste away at whatever illness courses through them.
4: Uh, I am, uh, I'm, I'm just reaching down and holding Uh, Gilly's hand and uh, Gilly you feel this like squeeze as Towers sort of stiffens next to you for a moment Um, and we'll sort of say very quietly uh, this was an entire village that was taken by the shadow and a sickness
3: Yeah. Um. And 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 Gilly goes quiet because she did have her like journal out and she was just kind of like sketching the ghostly like apparitions that she was witnessing, like this this dead village, and she just kind of stops and and she turns to you and she looks at you and she's, this is what we're fighting to prevent. I don't want this to happen to Bree.
4: Or anywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: So together, as you kind of share what you're witnessing, as you're witnessing some different things at times, the two of you, would, I mean, as your history, your lore, you know that during the you know, the middle years of the Third Age, uh, during the sort of the before or during the height of of uh, of the war with Ingmar, there was a a plague that actually spread through the land, not just here, but but eastward uh into Ravanian, Gondor, etc., even to Rune, as there was this horrific plague uh that that just hit the land in its entirety, and Cardolan was terribly, terribly hurt by it, and they were so weakened that uh, as the forces of Angmar kind of swept down from the north, it made them just easier to to overwhelm at that point. And it was one of the things that kind of helped soften, uh, soften the defenses. Do you have
4: any sense if the plague was related? Like, I I don't know the Middle Earth term for bio weapon, <laughs> but you, know, but but that's what I'm trying to ask. Uh,
0: I would say you probably don't know. Uh, but th- I would I would say there's probably some who might have suspected that it might have been a tool. Whether or not they have proof of that is an entirely different thing. Um, sure. But there also was a very very cold winter in which it kind of spread even further. So it's also possible it was just unfortunate timing. Uh, It's hard to be sure. Right. Now, the last thing you all see as the two of you are uh, beginning to return is you watch as the workers kind of uh, begin to fade, some of them just falling to the ground and fading away, others venturing deeper into darkness and no longer seen again you all see, the two of you see like a pair of scouts. You can see them dressed in in a, a certain kind of armor. Uh, these, these helmets that they wear are conical, uh, but they have this sort of red leather that is very noticeable. And you can see the two of them are, are moving through bows on their backs, swords on their, on their waists. You can see that on uh kind of emblazoned on their helms and on the on their chests. I would say both of you are able to recognize the symbol of um not a not unknown symbol of Cardolan, this, this, uh, this red hill and this star. A very common symbol uh for for any of the kingdoms that descended from like Elendil, Isildor, etc. It's their Cardolan sort of version of it. And you see them almost like checking places as they're realizing now this village, this workshop has sort of died out. At one point, one of them takes off their helm and sets it at what looks to be some kind of well in the middle of what would be the workers' square and just rests it there. And as as you're watching, it never picks it back up. And instead the two of them, almost with heads bowed, begin to walk away. And then this whole scene fades. And all you see is once more the ruins of this place, no longer in its glory and no longer populated.
3: Gilly's going to approach the well.
6: Okay.
4: Terrible uh, uh, well as well, and there's a very clear heaviness, I think, that's setting on both of them, or at least on, on Tara that Gilly can certainly feel if she doesn't feel it she's
0: so the two of you approach the the well was once made of of stone and, and, and hewn brick. It has fallen into ruin at this point. Certain sides have crumbled. Some of it is still intact, overgrown a bit here and there, uh with uh, with weeds and such. But there still is an opening that goes down. Um Gilly, I presume you have your lantern on you. Yes, yeah. Uh either one of you or you can one of you can support the other. Uh can we roll a, an awareness test or a scan test if you prefer.
4: I'm uh, real good at awareness, but you go ahead, Gilly, and I'm happy to support. Uh
3: either way, I think we're the same, honestly. You
4: you go ahead then because you roll better than I do. <laughs>
3: Uh, I am doing not so great tonight. That's a lot of ones. I did get one six, though, and I got, I hit batch 16. So, so you hit your total? Okay. So it's uh, yeah. so a great success. Okay.
0: Yeah. All those ones. It's about all those ones.
1: Yeah.
0: As you're holding the lantern over the opening to the well, you can tell that, like, there's, there's certainly water below, but it's murky and slushy. You know, you can you can it looks as though like the clay of the hills has broken through and has it's more like sludge, but you do see something metal below reflecting that lantern light. And I'll say with a great success, it does look not unlike that helm that you saw the one scout kind of take off in the vision. Uh, It's a ways down there, but you could potentially try to retrieve it if you like.
3: Yeah. Uh, Is your athletics better than mine, Tara? Or would she not fit? It might be me. I'm going to use my hook and my rope to secure it so I can use that to rappel down and reach and grab it.
0: I'll say with Terra there with you using this item this isn't necessarily something that's going to be too difficult you've been through far so I'm not going to require a roll but with those ingredients with Terra kind of holding on to the rope or assuring that the that this uh the, the side the intact side of the well doesn't collapse under your weight you're able to get down and you it's it's almost trapped underneath there but with a sharp pull you hear this this sucking sound as you unplug almost like a drain you watch as the sludge that red clay sludge begins to swirl but you have in your hands one of those those helms that has the symbol of the red hill and the star above it emblazoned you can see the leather it's it's muddy but it's actually in fairly good shape considering how long it's probably been down here it's possible it's been underneath the mud and in doing so that's kind of protected it in some way but with some burnishing and some cleaning this could in fact uh Which could, in fact, be usable.
3: Yeah. And and Gilly will uh, kind of hold it in her hands, and when she gets back up, and she hands it to Taranis. And um, maybe you should have this to remind you of of what we're fighting for.
4: I do not need a reminder, but I. Also, the protection. I do
3: worry about you.
4: Don't know what you mean. She <laughs> takes it from you from, with a small smile,
3: and uh, and and Gilly will just kind of like thoughtfully like look around and and she'll flip through her book and she'll grab one of those pressed white flowers of that she found from the graves, um, ages ago, and she's just gonna leave that kind of at like the base of of the well. And kind of like remembrance before leaving
4: to head back to our camp.
0: The two of you, if you need to, can restore one hope. Thank you.
4: I I don't need to. Thank you. Uh, while we're walking back to camp, though, uh, Tara, Tara is gonna lean over to Gilly and be like, "You don't think Tennis is really gonna read that note that after turning <laughs> her?"
3: Um if you did he specify really him read. to read it. No. I did I... I did suggest he just takes it to Thurnow. So that's, <laughs> that's he said it was a good idea. So
4: Okay, okay. Did
3: you did you did you say something in that note to Thurnow?
4: And uh it just turns a little red and looks to me like uh not nothing. Nothing that's uh worth discussing.
3: I've, I've never been in a, a relationship. Are, are you, uh, did you?
4: We sparred once. <laughs> and, and That's... She doesn't realize the innuendo, but <laughs> it also goes right she's over. Being very earnest. about it.
3: <laughs> That's so sweet. I've always wanted to hold hands myself, but you know, and, uh, She's like, I've read I have books I could when we get back to Brie that I could loan
1: you.
4: Yes, please. And then I think that the I would love for the conversation back to Cam to just be slightly salacious talks about romance songs.
3: <laughs> but it's it's Sorry. like yeah, but
4: like the twentieth
3: chapter, they finally held hands In oh my goodness.
4: Oh, oh my god.
0: <laughs> so we eventually get back everyone's there you, you sleep for the night uh, in the morning when you wake you do see that during the night the uh that kind of haze that that mist has faded and you do see the remnants of a road so effectively you get a shortcut which cuts a day off your journey uh, all of you will still gain one fatigue uh as mechanically we'll resolve the effects of the journey uh, but one Duking. fatigue which isn't so bad and then i want on top a...
4: of the two we took before yeah, yeah? so
0: basically every event that happens gives a certain number of fatigue okay and then i will need a renewal to go ahead and make another travel roll to push forward all right
4: uh
0: i just want to let you know jeff
4: i have not made an awareness roll yet i don't know if that's by design or just moving best
0: it's random who it targets yeah okay Okay. yeah so so far it's been a hunter and a scout for the uh, encounters. Oh, Travel, I, I just, the just travels always rolled each time got it. but then who who gets targeted for the event is random
5: got it thank you uh that is a great success with one six
0: okay uh go ahead and you can move basically all the way up to the l in the the last l uh there you go that's fine uh okay so let me see. So the next couple of days, whoops, that's the wrong button. Speak of the devil. Uh Taranith, go ahead and roll an awareness test as this one's gonna target the
4: the lookout. Spoke too soon. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it. <laughs> know,
5: such a, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh I got but I got uh, a 12. That's a gandy. Right.
0: Okay.
4: okay. Nice. And then also one six.
0: Okay, so it's a great success, fantastic. So, you you know you you've been traveling for the last few days. The shortcut probably only lasted maybe a day, where you saw the remnants of some old path that likely connected a few villages. Nothing too grandiose, as like the Great East Road or anything like mm-hmm. that. And you you could have you can see some of the contours of ruins far to the west. Uh, on the hills and such that roll during the day. At night, you don't really see them. And it's kind of a, there's a weight of this travel. As you know, you're traveling through not not ugly lands. It's actually quite beautiful, but desolate, knowing that there once was sort of a kingdom here of some kind, you know, the Cardolan successors. At a certain point, though, you, as you're looking around Terra, uh, trying to assess for danger, as you know, you're getting near the forests uh, uh, on the western edge of the the Horowell, where it's not entirely uncommon to run into a stray uh, a stray troll, stone troll that might be lurking, or even a handful of goblins or or something. Uh, you do, in fact, open up onto this beautiful meadow, and you can see there are. A, A kind of a a preponderance of animals, in fact, as you see rabbits, these large rabbits, deer kind of moving around in groups of four and five. You even see foxes shifting around here and there, bees flying through the air. You hear the buzz. And you can see that they all seem to be congregating towards the middle of this beautiful meadow, and you notice, Taraneth, that there is what looks very much like this uh, this kind of golden leaf tree. And at the base of it, you see a figure that seems to be interacting with some of these animals here and there, uh, but also seems to be performing or gesticulating in some way, perhaps a ritual, perhaps a prayer, or something. They are dressed at this distance with your great success in no manner of, uh, of civilized clothing as you see nothing, uh, but patches of furs and leaf coverings. It is, it is quite, uh, it is quite unkempt, uh, the, the very, whatever it is that they're kind of wearing. Uh, and you hear vague, you know, vague shouts, uh, kind of popping from there but all these animals are kind of lurking and congregating in the area and don't seem to have any real concern about this figure who stands at the, at the sort of the middle of this pasture, this, uh, this meadow.
4: Uh, I'm going to kind of try to sneak closer and get a better look.
0: Okay. Uh, I'd like to
4: understand if they are doing something as a group, I want to know what that is.
0: Okay, so if you want to sneak up undetected, go mm-hmm. ahead and roll a stealth test. Right, and This one's going to—I'm not going to tell you the difficulty of this one, so just roll because sure. this one's going to be contested, sort of.
4: Sorry, I just need to. Wait, wait,
0: so the better you do, the better you know. The better you roll, obviously, the more sure. likely this is going to succeed. Sure, and sure. I'll say the rest of you uh, can be—you know—so you, Tara can point this out to the rest of you as well, so you're aware of what's happening.
4: Uh, I got a Gandalf, but no, and, and a twenty total.
0: So. Okay, got a Gandalf.
4: Yeah,
0: you uh, you get very close. You don't get too close. the 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 meadow in many places seems to have very high, uh, high grass, high flowers. You can see these sort of sunflowers and wildflowers that are creating this beautiful array. There's only that lone uh, kind of golden leaf tree, and occasionally there's a couple saplings here and there that doesn't don't seem to have fully grown yet. Um, but when you get close, you, you definitely hear a voice and it's an older man's voice and it's very rough and it's kind of, it sounds pitchy and throaty, like somebody with a, with a terrible, sore throat or something like that. But at many times it seems like they're, they're talking either to the animals or to the tree or to something that's not there it's very it's very peculiar uh, periodically you'll see like one of the animals come up very close and they'll reach in
7: oh oh hungry are you here i've got a nibble one uh, here. no no just the one of you not both uh, careful i've got one for you patience little one
0: patience and kind of reaches in and grabs like something they're sort of feeding these two red foxes that come up and almost fight over whatever it is that this figure is handing you can see at this distance this gnarled hand liver spotted uh, definitely someone of age and you can see what looks like a beard this horribly unkept beard with various pieces of leather and twigs uh, that are inside uh, that are kind of protruding out from this, what you've now realized isn't in fact a cow, but is instead just terribly kempt hair that seems to be matted down with twigs and leaves kind of sticking out of it. But they do not have, They do not have, seem to have noticed your approach.
4: Okay, Tara's keeping it together in a way that my toy is not. <laughs> um, and uh, Tara is going to um. I I I think I I want to just sort of keep it. I I want to get up closer and talk to this this man, but not startle him in the process. So would it be better to sort of announce where I am right now, or uh, uh you know what I I am I'm going to announce where I am right now <laughs> so I don't startle him. Just with a with a slightly gentle throat clear.
0: So as you do so, <laughs> and you see they turn around. Put both my hands up immediately. <laughs> from from like the from where you can see the golden, which you thought were golden leaves on the tree. In fact, half of them seem to be birds with this sort of dow, this feathering that almost looks perfectly stealth or perfectly camouflage. They just burst from the tree and now suddenly the tree looks far more barren than a moment ago. They turn around and look at you, and you can see their face, again, liver spotted, covered in grime, green and browns, little whites here and there. Oh, who's there? Oh, Who sneaks
4: up? Ha, I, I'm, I am Taraneth. I am I am a Warden of the North, and and I bear you no ill.
7: Warden of the North? Of, of what North? What are what you at no? Wa- How can you just, be just, warden just, of a cardinal no, direction? No, north of
4: here. Just
7: just north just of here. North of here? North of here. If you're warden of north of here, then why are you here? You should be but, north of here, warding.
4: I, I intend on going north of here. It is my travels that have made my path cross with yours, and I am astounded to see somebody so in tune with the world in a time of such growing darkness.
7: Growing darkness, this is, it is the light of day. What, it is not midday, the sun is not yet overhead. What, what are you talking about, young girl? May I approach? The uh, well, you've already scared my friends away. So I suppose you may come closer.
4: And she does.
0: You can see as you get close, like one of his eyes is huge and bulging. The other one's kind of squinting here and there. But as you get closer, you realize it's squinting because there's some sort of crusted, you're not sure if it's some eye crust or (laughs) bird crap or something, just sort of keeping it. "Ah." Let me get a look at you. No, I don't know you.
7: Stay away from
0: my friends. And he points down to these two foxes that are now kind of, playing with each other, kind of wrestling. As you took a few steps, they stopped, almost like this little high-pitched growl emits from them. But as you get a little closer, he's and they went back to wrestling. Okay.
3: Billy uh, peeks out, and at this point, she kind of catches up with you, and she's like, Tara, are you talking to the trees? And Because uh, she hasn't noticed him yet. Another- oh, ugh.
4: Thieves. This is my 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 friend and traveling companion, Gilly Kettlegrass. If there is anyone that that is connected to nature the way you are, sir, it it is her.
7: Connected to, to thank, what? Uh, um,
4: uh.
3: Nice to meet you, sir. What's you, I'm Gilly. What's your name? I
7: have many. I don't know if I want to give it to you yet.
3: Okay. Uh, and and Gilly just kind of looks at Tara like, "What do we
1: stumble upon?"
0: Uh, what are Floyd and Arinial doing in, in all this? I'll say you're in the meadow too, but you unless you tell me you're approaching, you haven't yet approached.
2: If it's safe to continue on, I'll just bring up the horses in the rear.
7: Duh, I don't know. A dwarf, a straw, and a warden of somewhere north of here. And a new lady, or another dwarf,
0: horses, pony. Uh, What are you? Is he kind of squints at Arrheniel at this point?
5: Uh, Yes, nice to make your acquaintance.
0: Uh, Is it? Maybe. Oh, quiet now. It's like you can see one of the foxes is now at his, you know, kind of like scratching away.
7: I've already fed you for the day. Stop it. Stop being so selfish. Hmm. Why are you here? Well, 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 Oh, what a strange company. Two dwarves, a store, a warden of somewhere north of here, and another lady who does not want to speak much. Ugh.
5: I am, like my friend, also a ranger of the north.
7: Hmm. A ranger of the north. Is that what you call yourselves these days? I thought you had that hair about you. Yes, I can smell nobility on you. It's a far cry, but yes. I suppose I could see it. Between the chin, the cheekbones, and...
0: And the smell as well.
7: Yes. I know what I said. I said it was in the smell. Now, quit your whining.
0: He continues to like speak to this like these pair of foxes, these rabbits that have kind of, and they the rabbits and foxes are like doing nothing against each other.
4: Do Do you know our people?
7: Do you know, I know you? Of course, I know them better than you, perhaps.
4: That is likely. Neither Reniel nor I have uh, been with d- the d- 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 for some time.
7: Yeah, I don't pretend to know them intimately. Uh, Gandalf, I is the one who enjoyed people. I preferred animals. Nature, they are far less complicated and uh, uh, much nicer, uh, except for these, too. Quit it, you're fighting. We have guests now. You're embarrassing me. Speak uh, yeah. of Gandalf, do you know him? Uh, yes. Do you? I've only heard stories. Uh, uh, stories well, we that I'm sure he is embellished here and there. Mm. We we were supposed to meet him
3: at one point in time, but our adventures took us elsewhere.
7: And such is the way of Gandalf. He arrives exactly when he means to, which could be early, which could be late, or never at all. Very rarely will you find him when you want to find him, but he will always find you when he needs to.
3: Uh... What are your friends'
7: names? Uh, you couldn't pronounce it. Hmm. Yeah. They're not, not easy on the tongue, you see. And besides, they don't have any real need for names. It is only my way of distinguishing them. This one <laughs> is is terrible, and that one is slightly less terrible.
4: Oh, <laughs> We still do not know your name, sir. I, have I am Terranath.
7: Ah, Terranath, who should be wardening further to north. And the rest of you.
5: I am Arrheniel, daughter of Moriel. Ah.
7: Arrheniel, daughter of Moriel. Do I know Moriel? I don't know Moriel, sorry. Never had the courtesy or the, the opportunity the rest of you?
2: I'm just a dwarf. Just a dwarf? Dwarves have names as
7: well. Uh, Floyd, if you wish to know.
4: (laughs) And Darren now just
7: Floyd. Floyd? (laughs) No father to follow? You are a peculiar dwarf. So obsessed they are with naming their father, that father, this father, that father, over and over and over again.
2: I just didn't yeah. feel like a wild man out in the forest would matter.
7: Wild man? Wild man?
2: You're the first person we've seen in days out naked in the forest. Like, I what am doing here? naked,
7: sir. I
0: have. And you look and he has clothes like these, like underneath all of the various like debris, the leaves, the twigs. You can just see there's like a brown robe. Sort of in there. You're not sure if it's brown because <laughs> it's specifically colored brown or if it's just been sort of muddied in Mudita. that manner. Yeah. And I am no nasal. Oh. This
7: one though is, and that one is, and these four over here are. Should we, should we chastise them for improper courtesy? You should really put some pants on, terrible one. And you, you should put on a shirt. Our dwarf friend Floy, with no father, is quite offended.
3: Uh and and Gilly's like, uh, and again, uh, I'm Gilly Cattlegrass of Bree. Uh,
7: of Bree, uh, you're not a yes. I suppose the uh, hobbits. Uh, yes, not I'm my a hobbit. Not my area of expertise. Yeah, once more, Gandalf with his leaf and your people, I suppose. Fine, I am Radagast. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, though
7: nice. so I imagine that means nothing to you all, which is just, just, just fine and good for me.
4: No, I definitely have no idea who Radagast is, and I'm having a
7: very normal reaction to this. <laughs> I'm called other things as well, but I doubt you know them, and I doubt you're even capable of pronouncing them, so there's no reason to get too excited about these. I'm a bit out of my uh, normal neighborhood here, but I had a terrible story, but uh, this is not important. Never mind. You all have a, a stench about you, or a. Uh, you don't seem like very happy people.
3: Um, we've had our struggles, our trials, tribulations.
4: And uh, as to, to follow on to what Ms. Ketla said, it, it is it, it is part of our duty, Reniel and I at least, to encounter these troubles and do with them the best we can. So, and our people have always been taught that that is what we must do. So, I must ask, uh Miss Radigast, uh, uh, how it is you even know?
7: Uh, too long to explain. Uh, I know things. We all know things. It's not worth explaining. But I can just, I can just see it. Like a stench around you. An extra sense. How do the animals know and dangerous near? How does this terrible one know when I have sprained my ankle and I need more comfort? It's just an instinct, I suppose. Yeah. So you live out here, then you're not lost. No, I don't live here. I am on a bit of a journey myself. heard oh, something terrible has befallen. Dear friend of mine, my little friends out here, and I want to pay my respects. Now that I have done so, I will return east.
5: Oh, what
3: what's happened?
7: They have passed, you see.
3: That's that's terrible to hear. Who passed?
7: Oh, several friends. This terrible one's uh, mother, and that terrible one's father, and. Oh, a dozen more very similar to them. This a... Is it their time? Of course. It is everyone time at some point. Others. Others have longer time. Others have shorter time. This dwarf here is is probably going to outlast all of you. Well, perhaps, you wardens with your, your blood. You know, Hobbit. Eh, you probably will be the first to go, but I will likely outlast all. That's fine. But terrible one. Yeah, nearly ten years, fifteen. And that one over there, the rabbit, far fewer. All you really must do is decide what to do with the time you are given, yes?
4: That's very, very true. Are you saying even in your... Uh, I said this respectfully, sir, but even in your advanced age, you are nowhere near the end of your life. I, I ask because Radagasta is not a name I'm familiar with or, yep. or people. And, and she kind of looks over It's like, I, I, I don't believe I, I know your people.
0: You have not heard of me. And Tara, it's if you want world. to roll, uh, you can roll a lore test.
4: I would love to roll. Lore Absolutely,
0: test. Uh, I'll give it to uh, either of the rangers. I would say are are the ones. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Gilly would have it, nor would I think Oswald have had it necessarily. But I'll give okay. it to the rangers.
4: I, tw- Twenty-one with two
5: successes.
0: Okay, Araneal, how'd you do? Uh,
5: uh Irineal, I think rightfully failed.
0: Uh, Tara, you've never met them before, but it makes sense. You've spent time in the Angle uh, at this Ranger Haven. You have you have spoken with with very um, wizened Rangers and Elves that have come down from Rivendell or come over from Rivendell as well. The name Radagast is certainly not unfamiliar to you, uh, okay. and you know a, a contemporary of Gandalf, Gandalf the Grey, a wizard of some and Radagast, the brown as well.
4: I'd, I'd like to change what I said then of course. In, in that case. Um, thank you. Um, so what, I- instead of saying that that's not a name I'm familiar with, um, once he sort of started what Asian and, and that kind of thing, like, I I am not familiar with... With wizards and wizardry, but I imagine that that your words must be wise, because even in your advanced age, you must not be near the end of your life. You want me to give you
7: wise words? That's what you're I asking of me.
4: You already have, but I think you'd be foolish not to listen to anything else you have to say. I'm hungry. If you are who I believe you are.
7: <laughs> you, little one, you can reach the berries over there. Easier than most. Fetch some. You dwarfs. Uh, over there, you can see on the edge of the forest, there is a, a fruit tree. And Sit. We will eat. I will talk. I will give the warden wisdom, I suppose. Then I will be all for I have tasks to tend to,
5: and I am sure you do as well. You we will, sh- we will share information with you as well.
7: I do not wish to have any. I have my own tasks to tend to, and I have oh, very serious tasks indeed. Uh, and plus, it is very difficult to see. Maybe I am getting old after all. Uh, but, uh, quickly, quickly now, before the sun. Well, the sun goes down. Oh, no. We have quite some time for that, I suppose.
0: Yeah. So he sits around, kind of looks a bit here and there. Do you all kind of go fetch the stuff?
3: Yeah. All right. really does, at least.
0: Yeah, I'll go whack some berries out of a tree. Uh, okay. <laughs> go whack some berries out of a tree. We'll say a little bit of time passes. You come back. You, you guys set up a little camp nearby this tree. Eventually you can see these thrushes and these other birds kind of start coming back. Uh ones that seem safer, never in as full of force as they were prior. Those two those two foxes continue to, to sort of nip at his ankles from time to time. And
7: stop it! Stop it.
0: Uh and then you can see rabbits as well. Uh and he, he sits and you can see him just start eating here and there. And he doesn't clean his hands, doesn't clean his face. It's all kind of a disgusting uh, sort of a sort of passage of it. Uh, he looks at you as, uh, uh, that one. Uh, yeah, I see
7: something about you, uh, Terranet. Uh, uh, Ranger of the north, of the north. Uh, I am supposed to give you all words of wisdom. I uh, know, and it's, it's been some time. Since I've had to give them rather than do not lick a wound or uh, do, not, uh, do not play in that stream or this or that. And I can tell you that there is a. Uh, you are shrouded. It's hard to see. Mist, shadow, whatever, or something. Uh, you are. There many paths that lay before you, Terranet. Ranger, the north warden of some some stretch of land to the north. How many paths. Uh, answers will unfold for you if you choose to walk those paths. But peril, peril will find you if you choose to run them. There, wisdom. Neat and tidy and given to you. Is this what you wanted?
4: I believe it was.
1: And do you he understand was the like
4: Very bemused at this whole thing. He's like, I'm "Do you a- understand the lesson?" I'm not sure I do. Uh, patience. Patience is a virtue. I've uh, never been very good at patience.
7: Good at patience. Uh, peculiar phrase. Uh,
1: good.
0: Good. Uh, you suddenly see him, like, kind of turn. Did you hear that? Did you? Did you? No. Get out of there! And he pulls back his hair, and he, like, <laughs> takes this tiny little bird. You
7: are not supposed to be doing that. You're not allowed in there. Get down. <laughs> no, I was getting a bit of headache. I was wondering what that was. <sighs> a peckering going on and on.
5: <sighs> a uh, will sort of... Uh... Kind of approach a little bit and and she'll just say, uh, uh if you wouldn't mind, I know just and so she kind of oh. takes a corner of her cloak and she sort of does the kind of like Ugh. licking, the mom, cloak clean, which oh. you <laughs> just you do. You seem I'm to have just to Ugh. just kind of wipe. Is that perhaps oh. a little better? You seem I can like see, you were,
7: oh, I can see again. you again, no,
5: Yeah. I did not realize you let here. Oh, wonderful! And then hmm. she just sort of backs away. <laughs> there was sort of a lot of close. Proximity. As you back away, he
0: like puts both of these like gnarled old man hands, but a very firm grip on your shoulders. Like, no, eh, no, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Do you hear that? Listen. And then he like he whispers in your ear a bit, so that no one else can really hear. And he's like, Do you hear
7: the
5: song?
0: Do you hear it?
5: No, I don't currently know. Uh, the song. It uh,
7: will sing a song. Of your victory, but only if you listen, which you are clearly
0: not doing. As he starts to raise his voice really loud in your ear when he says that.
7: <laughs> not all whispers bring evil, foolish girl. They have very much to tell. They have seen things. You should listen. That is all. Do you understand the lesson? That one, patience. You listen. I
5: talk too much?
7: Now, 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 now. But you don't listen. Or you're listening to the wrong things.
5: I see. Thank you. Thank you for that.
7: You're welcome. I'm not sure what to do with my eye now. It's fluttering open.
5: Oh, you the whole see world what you can see. see. I can see. Indeed.
7: It. Oh. oh. You're much younger than I thought, dwarf. Look at you. You're barely out of diapers. i at it. Anyhow. Is that all? Have you gotten your wisdom? Is this enough? Is this suffice? Uh,
3: you you know magics, correct?
7: Uh, no magics! What a peculiar phrase. Uh, I, yeah, I know. I have talents. Eh, uh, yes, I do. It is it is nearby? I think, ish, sort of, maybe. Uh, This way, maybe. No, that way. Yes, yes, that way. Not too Um, close,
6: but close.
3: Okay. Gilly kind of like briefly looks at a Aruniel and then she goes to her journal and she flips to um, the pages, passages that she has of our time in Angmar with like the wall of faces and the seeds. Um and she's trying to figure out how to ask a uh, uh, we were tasked by lady artolos um the elves have issues with their memories um specifically those who went there to to try and and defeat this evil uh, do you know how we could assist them with stopping that
7: i have no idea
3: it was worth a shot, I suppose. And, and Gilly will kind of dejectively go sit down.
7: Knowledge, though, is uh, it's good to ask for. It's good to search for. But uh, even the cleverest mind can be frozen in grief and fear. Gilly Kettlegrass, are you frozen in fear or grief?
1: Um.
3: I. It's cracking, I think.
7: Ah, look at you. Look at you, stuttering. Yeah. But leaf is the spark. It's the spark even without certainty. Do you understand the lesson?
1: Uh,
3: I, I will think on it.
7: Oh, goodness. <laughs> this is why I tutor no one. I am better with animals. People... Ugh. so difficult so thick headed never said anything now what say you dwarves am I supposed to give you a lesson either beard care oh. perhaps we were just
2: passing by but if you have something to share you're happy to listen
7: eh, come closer I can't see you all the way over there I'll come a bit closer oh that's too close a little further back, uh, uh, one uh, piece back. Excellent. That's that's far better. Yeah.
0: He looks over at Kili. Magic. Ooh. He kind of moves his hand around in a way. Huh. Uh, dwarves. Dwarves. Oh. You can see his eye kind of eyebrow raises like really, really high. Huh. What an interesting weight you carry.
1: Hmm.
2: Interesting. Do you want to see? I'll
7: show him some rings. Yeah. How... How very glorious those treasures. Yes. Yes. I am sure whoever crafted them toiled in great labor. Yes. yes. Somewhere, some... Somewhere beneath a mountain, perhaps, a or forge or, or some such. Not far from here there once were Fiery forges in a wonderful time, but that was long ago, and not now. At least that is what I hear. But you, there is a weight over your heart. It is. It seeks a different place. It seeks home. Be careful that your heart does not follow it. For it is not yours, but it. Do you understand the lesson? No, not at all. That's what I thought. Foolish all of them, aren't they? Yes, I know. Yes, you're terrible and you're somewhat terrible, but these are far
0: worse than you. At least you understand my lessons. Yes, you can have more. And he reaches in and he kind of breaks off like a little scrumble or something, drops it down. Yeah. Foxes are far more intelligent than you. Know is it...
7: Or if you take some, fine. And you, dwarf. Ugh. The other one. He kind of looks over at Daggett. Oh, well. I believe you'll be the death of
0: this group. Yes. And he kind of steps over and he whispers something into Daggett's ear. See, Daggett's eyes kind of go wide and he steps away. But that is for you to hear. But I am just an old man. I
7: am just in the middle. So, what say? What say anything I say is worth it? Anything more than what one of you believes or thinks. Is that how things work? Anyhow. I'm tired.
0: I'm going to sleep. And he falls down and rolls over on his side.
2: Well, safe journeys. We'll be on our way.
0: What was
4: that? Uh, thank you. Yes, yes,
7: yes. And if you see Gandalf... Eh, give him my best. And he rolls back over.
5: Arineal's going to try to go up to sort of his little animal companions and see if she can, like.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll. Uh, I mean, it's still a hunting test. I think that's the closest thing to animal handling, so we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, Or if you wanted, you could do a courtesy.
5: No, I would definitely take a thing if I have an option between those two. Uh, Math. Uh, Yeah, great success.
0: As you step closer, put your hand down or so. Gently, gently kind of moving closer and closer. You can see one of them kind of leans back, terrible, starts to lean back a little bit, somewhat terrible, leans forward a little bit, kind of almost like a downward dog position. And then they kind of pounce, but they do so in almost in a playful way, and they start kind of nipping at your fingers and kind of licking here and there. And they seem to to very much enjoy your company. And like, ah!
7: I am trying to sleep. Enough of that racket.
5: And so then Iridial will just sort of, kind of quietly do the like, and then she'll just kind of like.
0: Okay. Back so. Quietly. Okay, so does anyone? Uh, does anyone? Do we? Do we stay here for the night? Is that what we want to do? Uh, okay, yeah,
3: if it's time to camp, yeah.
0: Okay. Uh,
4: Tara would like to share with the party who uh, that was. (laughs) I I do not know much about them, but I believe that was Radagast, one of the great wizards in Gandalf's contemporary. Known to my people. And known to me only through stories, but
5: And here we just stumbled across him. I have been told he
4: wanders the woods. I did not know which woods, and she's sort heard of laughs like a little embarrassed.
3: He did say he was on a, an important quest. Task. I wonder if it's similar to ours with the darkness.
5: Hmm. I wonder if he knows so much if we might want to show him the maker's mark. I know we already asked him for wisdom, but perhaps we might ask for just a little more before we leave.
4: No, in in meta, this is not something that can have been, you know, so <laughs> we'll happily help go again. <laughs> be still there.
0: <laughs> so if you camp through the night, you rest, Renio, you spend some time with Terrible and Less Terrible. Morning comes, and Radagast is gone. Nowhere to be found. Terrible and Less Terrible are still nearby, along with many of the other animals here and there. You can see that the tree overhead. Uh, has now almost fully, fully kind of replenished all of the the birds that had been perched there when you first arrived. So you all uh, mechanically roll joyful sight on the uh, on the event, and since uh, the awareness test was passed, uh, all of you can regain one hope uh, if you need to. I do. All right, and you gain no fatigue. But
4: oh, I guess Jeff! That, before we move on, holy shit, man! <laughs> <laughs> right? That, that was nice. so great. What a great NPC! Like even not being Radagast,
0: that was such a great NPC. You
3: I was are. like I'm briefly like, "Holy shit! Are we getting a new patron live right now?" Like,
0: so I would do Radagast as a patron, except for the fact that he's predominantly not on the west side, like of the Misty Mountains. Yeah. He's he's more he's more kind of a Merkwood area, but you know. I thought it'd be fun to pop them in here and there
4: i like uh, it as, i dig it it was yeah. delightful thank you for that
0: <laughs> so uh at this point uh i will need a travel roll uh from a as you continue on uh, your journey uh and someone could move yourselves up a little bit further to like where that tree that forest, is kind of branching out now he had a task to attend to his friends had passed you know see to their with their death. All right. Uh, glad yeah, folks, that I'm glad is folks like that. I really like Radagast. Radagast is cool. I definitely have thought uh, about doing a a rune blue wizard campaign at some points, maybe in the future. No time soon. Uh, in the future, though, uh, because I think there's a lot of interesting stuff that isn't really explored uh, too much, and so it leaves a lot of ground for for stuff to do. So okay, what do you got? Fail. A fail. Okay. All right. Uh so I'm going to need a scout again. So Gilly, could you go ahead and give me a uh go ahead and give me a roll? Uh and if someone could move the token uh probably about halfway to the next tree line from where it's at. Yeah, that's good. Right about there. But you don't get nearly as far this time around.
3: 16 16. Great
0: success. Okay, great success. Alright. Um. Okay. You You've been traveling for it's, it's about been two days since Radagast in the tree in the middle of the meadow. And mostly you've seen Trees starting to to sort of wash out further westward from the the horwell from the river. These these sort of branches that come out from time to time. Sometimes you go through them. Sometimes you go around them. Whatever kind of suits you in a certain time. But during one of these little moments where you have sort of like a sort of like a, a niche in the forest as you're moving forward, you again are are greeted with a a very interesting-looking meadow. This time, you don't really see... You know, there's no trees, suddenly. It's just sort of this this blank, very flat ground. And there are, are a sea of wildflowers, however, none of which are illuminated floy. It's just your standard, your standard fare. However, Kili, you do notice that they are arranged in fairly intricate patterns in a way that seems to belie natural growth. As you start to Look around a bit more. You notice that there are these chunks of rock here and there that are sprouting up out of the ground. Sometimes at the nexus of where this curl or curve of wildflowers uh, weaves around, and as you're moving through, and all of you can do this together, you notice that the stat, that these are statues, not just not just rough rough rock. They're not statues in the sense that someone has has shaped them and moved them here, but rather they're, these likely were boulders or outcroppings that over time someone has carved and hewn some stone. Um, Floy, I would say you and Daggett could tell immediately this this is not of Dwarven craft. Like there's a lack of that kind of utilitarian feel to it. The angles are softer than normal. And I would say that Arrhenial and Terraneth Having just come from Tharbad, having seen the the statues of Elendil and Isildur and the princes of Cardolan on the on the coast that had shattered into the river, these these two don't seem to sort of follow in the the traditions of of, of humans. There's a softness to them. There's a roundness to them that looks somewhat peculiar, and it's it's very difficult for you all to sort of pin down where this is. Plus. It feels like you're in the middle of nowhere. You know you're a few days, probably a pair of days south of the last bridge. You know that you're not too far away from the Great East Road, but you're probably a day west of the river as well. This is very much the middle of nowhere, and in some in some suggest. But all around, there are all these statues, and they're all of animals. You can see.
4: Given that this is somebody else's event, is it appropriate for me to make a lore test?
0: Uh, yeah, anyone can do these. It's just... It's just the target. So the way I play it, okay. we we have more interesting encounters. It's not just sort of one offs. Um so anyone is is welcome to do it. I would say I'm not sure if I would what I want a lore test here. Uh, Does it look
3: like a garden.
0: I would take a craft test, not a lore test.
4: I don't have anything craft, so I'm not gonna bother.
0: Okay. I'll do a craft test. Uh yes, go ahead. And Gilly, I would say you asked the question and it sort of does seem like the way things are organized here and there, it almost seems like these flowers, you don't see any any vegetables, you don't see any anything growing here that's that's to eat, but you do see wildflowers, you do see bees, so maybe uh, there's some of that, but someone's, someone's harnessing honey from here, but you don't see any signs of it anywhere, just like a, a vague look around with your awareness roll that you rolled, you don't see any signs of there being a home A homestead, but it certainly looks like gardens in some way. Uh, How do we do on those craft tests, guys? One success. Okay.
5: I feel like Uh, I need to take a picture of this so that everyone believes me. I rolled two lollies. Uh, So that's a candle and a six. Okay. Uh, Very great success.
0: Hold it up to the screen. Well,
4: you should take a picture just because the dice are pretty. (laughs) Yeah. It's
0: still here. She got another one. This is where Melissa's cheating and lying about her die rolls. (laughs) Come and come, come, and they're a benefit because we get to see the lolly symbol on these dice even more. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: okay, so Orinial and Floy, you both succeeded on this. Uh, Gilly, did you roll? You don't have to. I was just, yeah, I was just asking if you rolled before I I resolve it. You don't have to. It's just
3: that's a fail for me. Uh,
0: okay. Um, it's sort of interesting actually that Gilly, you struggle with this, as I would say, Orinial and Floy maybe it's just Gilly's too close to the forest to see the trees, so to speak, but there's something about the lines and the artistry of these, of these images. Everything, like the, the perspective of it, everything almost, almost looks a little grander and taller. And I think the two of you, you've, you've moved around some of, some of the Hobbit areas of Bree and you've passed through the Shire as well. Floy, your wife is there. Uh, you, it has kind of a similar, kind of a sort of a similar artistic sentiment, or at least maybe not so much in design but in process, to some things that you've seen Hobbits produce. In fact, now this is this is would be a very strange place to find them. Uh, this far east of not just Bree but the Shire, uh, but they do have that kind of feel, similar to what you've seen elsewhere throughout the Shire.
2: Well, this isn't Dwarven make. Close to Hobbits, maybe.
3: Hobbits, you say? And like at that, Gilly gets a little bit closer to observe it. It's it's kind of organized how I would have done my garden.
4: Beautiful, although. I do not see a homestead anywhere around. This looks tended.
3: Uh in and, and Gilly would like to kind of like wander a little bit further to see if she sees anything else.
0: Okay. Uh I'm gonna take a scan test for this as you're looking for something uh-huh. that your explorer test didn't necessarily reveal, something hidden, something like that. Anyone else who would like to make this, of course, can do it or they can support whatever you prefer.
4: Uh-huh. I would love to support if I could.
3: So what? Just roll another d6?
0: Yeah. So, Tara, if you're supporting, uh, it's, a, it's an expenditure of hope. Uh, Gilly, okay. you go ahead and get a die for that as well.
3: Thank you for the six.
0: Nice. Uh.
3: So great success. Okay. Amazing.
0: Gilly, it makes sense that you're the one who finds it because you do find a small hole in the ground near this uh, at the far eastern side of this meadow where the trees begin to sprout and it is it is very small. It is carved into what looks like the base of a very large tree, very old, gnarled tree. It's partially obscured, you think, almost intentionally by somebody who has effectively crafted like a door panel to cover this, but you do in fact find a small little Hobbit hole on the far Eastern edge of it. Now it's, it's not particularly ornate, but everything around here is is quite beautiful. I will say that in addition to the scan and whatever else you've rolled, there does suggest, there does seem as though the work has not been, the gardens haven't been recently tended. Like you can tell if this was your garden, there's some pruning that probably needs to be done here and there, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't look like it's been left uh left essentially untended for months or years, more like weeks.
3: Uh Gilly is gonna follow proper Hobbit protocol of how to call on a friend. Uh what is uh
0: what is that proper uh proper protocol y- you
3: there, know I'm yes. <laughs> it's uh it's a very intricate knock sequence that she does okay. upon the door. So it's like a hobbit to hobbit like no one else would know this but like
0: I thought we were going to get like arkansas swee calls starting to come out.
4: Cuz no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hanging back like and kind of bopping to this oddly percussive beat.
0: <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a high school a high school marching band all of a sudden just starts.
4: <laughs> no. When does the through all, the middle. this is
0: good? You you go through the process, there is no response. Either one that you would expect or one that you would not expect. There's no response whatsoever.
3: Um at this point, Gilly is just gonna like loudly announce uh I would I'm gonna peek in here. I want to make sure nobody's in here injured. Uh your garden really could use some pruning. I'm a hobbit. Uh, and and guys, <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs>
0: okay, so you look inside. As you start to peer back that kind of that that door, that camouflage door. Inside is very cramped. Mm-hmm. There's room enough for a hobbit, but I mean, Floy and Daggett might be able to squeeze their way in, but it wouldn't be particularly comfortable. It's it's less like a home, like a proper home with roofs. It's definitely reinforced, but you you kind of have to crawl in. And then you hop into like a pocket of earth Mm -hmm. and you can see all around. There's definitely evidence that somebody has lived here, not just camped here, but lived here. There's the sign of a kind of a a sleeping, uh, kind of a sleeping cot crafted from what looks like twigs and woods and some, uh, some things that have been sort of stuffed with maybe the feathers of birds and some other grass and things. Uh, There definitely appears to be a couple pots and and pans that have been set up. Uh, You can see that All along the walls in here, uh, which are largely just caked earth in most most places, uh, you can see that there's like strings of uh, like, like these little, I would say branches or little pikes have been sort of stabbed into the walls and there has been these strings that are connecting them and they have been threaded through what looks like the flowers from the garden outside. Now you can tell that they have withered at this point, but they still bear a little bit of color. Uh, but it's creating this very beautiful string of flowers in the room. Uh, you you don't see anyone in here, however. Uh, there is what looks like a rough homemade footlocker, not necessarily by a particularly great woodworker, but there does appear to be a footlocker of some kind. And when you peek into it, it does appear to be empty. You don't see any signs of clothing or anything like that. Uh, but likely someone someone had, had been staying here. And maybe they'll come back, maybe they won't, but this does appear to be someone's home. Maybe they've gone for a journey and haven't returned. Maybe something befell them, who knows. But they're not here now.
3: Uh, if they're not here, uh, Gilly will just leave uh, their home and, and just tell the group. Um, well, they're... They did have a home here someone lived here but they they left. Um when I was it, in there it, it didn't look like
4: they were in trouble.
3: Um that was my second when I was inside did it look like uh, they left in like a hurry or like it was in a conflict or was it more
0: I'll roll over your scan. You did well on your scan test. Uh there's no signs of blood, there's no signs of anything being disheveled. Everything's neat and orderly. The pots and pans are stacked up on on a on a table in order. Uh you mm. can see that the bed has been made uh with some, you know, some, some blanket of some kind. No, whoever left, they left in an orderly fashion. They just don't happen to be here right now in the piers. Yeah.
3: Um, Well, it's a little disappointing. It would have been nice to have met a hobbit all the way out here, but well, appears they're on their own adventure, maybe.
4: Hmm. I wasn't aware that your people travel so far.
3: Well, generally, they don't. I'm a bit of an anomaly. Um, Hmm. My parents would rather prefer I stayed home, but You know, I am their favorite daughter.
4: Do you? Even if you are not kin by blood, you are. Do you want to stay and make sure things might?
3: Oh, hobbits are very capable. Uh, I'm sure that they'll be back shortly.
4: Would you want to wait for them? Or should we move on?
3: Um. Well. I'll I'll leave it up to you all if you'd like to stay a night and rest here. And perhaps it is a nice area.
4: Tara had looked in and decided that she probably couldn't get. <laughs> and we'd outside. Like,
0: it would be uh, a tight squeeze for you and a renewal. You probably could both like <laughs> army crawl in there, but you wouldn't be able <laughs> right. to stand up. And-
4: <laughs> so, well, we'll it it is a nice night to sleep among these statues if we wanted to stay here.
5: I I would I would not be opposed to staying here for the evening. Head out in the morning.
3: I would.
0: And I would, would love to could, for
4: them to
0: return. We could wait for them. So we'll say you stay overnight. You find a. You find a. You're. You're right. It's a very easy place to to find camp. Flat ground. You don't. You don't disrupt any of the the rows and the swirls uh, of these uh the, these beautiful flowers. Uh, a day passes. Morning comes. No one arrives. Maybe towards midday, you don't see anybody. Nearby, you don't see anybody on the horizon. It's a very clear autumn afternoon. Uh, the wind is coming from the north, very cold. Otherwise, it's cool. Uh, so a lot of you are kind of probably bringing your cloaks a little bit further around, but not super tight. Uh, but no one uh, no one does return, unfortunately.
3: Well, I suppose we should go... Um... It, it, there was no tell of where they went to.
0: Not at all, own. unfortunately. No. So, just so you guys know, I do keep very close track of days, uh, especially in the journey phase. So, there's certain timing things that sometimes happen. Sure, sure. Uh, but yes, I, I would uh, say unfortunately, they haven't returned.
5: Uh, a renewal might have done just a, like why, like, not work, they were staying any extra time. Um mm-hmm. But since she does not get as weary as everyone else does while traveling, that maybe she did just a little bit of cleaning up around their garden. It's kind of leaving it in a better place okay. than we found it.
0: Very nice. Well done. So I'm just going to write a little note. Cleaned up. Okay. So if that's the case, if do you want to push on or do you want to wait more? Okay. Push on. Okay. Can I do so, a,
4: a quick awareness test before we do?
0: Absolutely. Go right ahead. Just looking for any vague dangers or anything. Pretty like that.
4: much like if there's anything that if they haven't returned, it looks like the garden has only been on camp for like a day or like a short period a couple of weeks, time.
0: Probably Gilly would okay. probably peg it okay. as, yeah.
4: So they've left kind of recently, haven't yes. come back. So yeah. And there doesn't seem to be any sense of conflict, but uh you know, not it doesn't feel like it's yeah. A bad so yeah, idea. Go,
0: go ahead and roll awareness test. I would say all of you, if you're if you're talking this out, like it is at this point, we're into into autumn, winter is coming eventually, so it's possible maybe that they left to find safer territory during the winter. Who knows? Okay, okay, so that's always a possibility. There doesn't seem to be any signs of any violence here, and so uh, how'd you do on that awareness test?
4: Uh, I got a twenty total with two successes.
0: Okay, you you don't see any signs of danger. I will say that you find several traps have been set up in the woods here and there. Uh, They don't look like they've been sprung, but you don't see anything necessarily in them. They don't seem to have been set up, but like they appear like the kind of traps Tara that somebody who lives in a a place for a long time would have them set up and would be constantly sort of retriggering them at night. Uh, So you Mm -hmm. do find some traps, but they don't look to have been tended to recently or set recently or anything like that. But no, no dangers otherwise. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Make a mental note. You can very easily in your notes, Gilly, keep track of where this is and at some point maybe revisit or who knows. Uh, But a if you want to make that travel test, go right ahead. And depending on how you do, this might actually be the last travel the role of the journey. Oh, I'm gonna give, yeah, I'm going to give you. You guys went all the way down towards where it says the angle on the map, but you actually don't need to go quite that far. So go right ahead.
5: Oh, goodness. I have to do math. Hold on. Uh,
0: oh, okay. We don't have that kind of time, Melissa. Five, you
5: No, that's another fail.
0: Okay. Uh let's see that actually puts you all right on the right on the bridge, which I'll say is good enough for now. We don't have to do a whole other thing. That's fine, okay, you didn't do a sour round though if, as long as you don't do a sorry, we'll just say we can
5: no sorry, we'll, we'll leave
0: it here so eventually you all you, you you go through this forest a day later. the wind is starting to kick up much again you can see it's been something like a week mm, almost two since you left Tharbad. I have to do the exact math and count the hexes, but it's roughly two weeks since you've left Tharbad. So you're even further into autumn at this point. And as you pass through this thicket, this forest, that is roughly a day's worth of travel that is along the southern edge of this great eastern road, this great east road, you eventually push through and you see the road itself. Now, all of you, this is a familiar sight to everyone. Everyone in this group, even Tara, I know you weren't with the fellowship earlier uh, in the campaign, you have been here before. In the last East Bridge, the rest of you—Floy and Riniel and Gilly—you uh, all saw this as your in, in your your very first trek to Angmar. You got very close to the to the the last bridge, but instead turned northward. And so, for the first time, probably the three of you are crossing it. Tara, you've probably crossed it before. It's uh, it's intact. Unlike Tharbad's, it's definitely intact, and it's one of the last. Place one of the last places to to kind of turn back before you get to more uncivilized areas. At least that's the rumor. Terra, you would know that that's how the rangers want it. They don't want this ranger haven to be known. There's reasons for that. Primarily, they don't want the whisper of a settlement of rangers somehow getting back to the enemy because then who knows what might befall the lands. At this point, as far as your people understand it, sauron and the enemy their eyes are primarily fixed on gondor and although there are scatterings of orcs and different enemies out west in area they're they're not nearly as total as they would be elsewhere the bridge itself Great. is uh it's stone it's arced here and there you also notice that it is kind of a little more than a knee-high barrier on each side so if it was if it was storming or if it was rain slick it might be a little treacherous crossing over here or there uh, if you're not being careful. Uh, it's a very, very old bridge as well. And you can see below that the Horwell is just rushing past. It's like almost rapids at this point as you look below. Very, very cold as you're kind of up at the peaks and you're getting these these, these tight little winds. Eventually though, you cross over. And sometime as the evening as it begins to settle as you're uh, on the on the eastern side, you look off to the north Terra, maybe Aerie might even know this. The troll shawl is this forest that is aptly named, extends. It's a very dangerous place. But Terra, you would know at this point it's time to turn southward. And you probably point off in the distance as you can see this forest begin to to kind of grow in in sort of this incline of hills. The sun is going down in the far west. It becomes dusk at this point. And if you have a very sharp eye, very, very sharp eye, you can see that on some of those forested hills, perhaps a day away, there is the tiniest plume of smoke that begins to rise up right as the sun falls. It's, it's, it's almost in, imperceptible. And you know that, Terra, that is the Chieftain's Lodge, where your people, the ranger settlement, gather for business and that is where you are heading and you are a mere day away. And I think that's where we're going to end for tonight. And we will pick up next week, arriving there Ooh. with a full party and we will kind of go from there. Amazing. So we- hey. Hey. Very
3: cool. <laughs> Dude, we survived.
0: For sure. <laughs> we will, we'll do the official conclusion of the journey rules at the end. Cause technically you are still, I think two hexes away. Uh, so it. From where I was considering the end of the journey, so we're gonna we'll we'll do the the resolution of the journey phase. So don't change anything with fatigue or anything like that. We'll do like one last uh, one last roll and kind of figure that out next time. All right. This was so great. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, a sec. Da- uh, Stephen Stephen is uh, out of town this weekend, so Dagga has just been kind of along for the ride. Got some strange news from Radagast along the way, but. I'll share that with Stephen. and he can choose to share it with you all. If he, if he so wishes or he can just keep yeah. it to himself. So, uh, that was, I, I hope you had fun. I love the journey phase. Cause I feel like that's so much of what middle earth is about. Like traversing mm-hmm. these wide open lands where you're, you're traveling over dead kingdoms, like these old lands and villages and things like that. And sometimes it's there in the physical world. Sometimes it kind of breaks through and you can see the spirits of of the dead here and there, so I don't know. Hope you enjoyed it. Super cool. All right, why don't we Love do it, some you. some plugs and stuff, and then we'll get on out of here. So, uh, so Maitre, where can we find you on the interwebs?
4: Uh, I am um I I, I played Turneth, your your Warden Ranger of the North, and I am Maitre um, plays games on YouTube, uh, where I make um multi systems system agnostic content about tabletops. jobs if you want to check it out take a bit of a break from content creation right now but i have a backlog of about 40 videos that are like 15 ish minutes if you want to watch those um uh, but but yeah that that's who i am thank you so much for having me and this was so much fun
0: fantastic we're so glad to have you it's, it's awesome i love expanding Honestly, yeah. the cast and i think it's a really important time for you to come to get a second ranger as we this is, is. is gonna be serious as we're going right into a ranger haven. So this is great.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: Melissa knows that like I had the journey planned a little while back. So like I already had the journey planned, but today I was working on some other things and I was getting really excited uh, about some of the things that are, that are coming down the pike here uh, in this that next session awesome. or two. So I'm very excited for this and it's not necessarily to kill you all. It's just some, some <laughs> reveals, some <laughs> people, some <laughs> social engagement. Like I'm, I'm some pretty excited
3: lore i'm excited yes
0: oh i try not to overdo it it. if i ever overdo it i'm sorry i try to keep it at a level i try not to get too deep with it. i have
4: never even gotten close to being (laughs) So, i always
0: i always tell like so like just i tell my students this a lot because i'm a writing instructor and all that kind of stuff and so i do always tell my students like when they're writing stories like there's always like there's a there's a there's a goldilocks there's a middle ground Cause when you start to explain too much, then like people start to pick it apart or they demand more, but if you don't explain enough, then it always feels too shallow. So finding that middle ground where you're like conveying enough of the world to f- make it feel rich, but not so much of the world where people are going to pull it apart and question the veracity of things. So I'm always trying to find that gap with Tolkien uh, in here. Cause I am not Tolkien. I am just Jeff. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so what else we got going on? Uh, Monday you can catch Melissa and I, we are back to holler for Savage Worlds. Uh, our dear friend Tracy Sizemore has finished up her run as shift boss. Uh, and I will jump back into that, that seat, which is, was quite, quite bigger and more difficult to fill now that Tracy has, uh, has just, uh, just made everybody realize just, uh, how, how amazing holler is when a competent uh, GM is there to run it. Uh, so oh, I'm gonna gosh. do my best. And then on Tuesday, uh we're back to Forbidden Lands, uh, where our dear friend Daggett is running that game. So come check that out as Steven uh puts us to the task. Uh next Friday we are finishing up Blade Runner. It'll be our conclusion of Blade Runner, our run of Blade Runner it comes to an end, memories of fire. Uh, and then we'll be back on Saturday, obviously, with more wondering. If you haven't already followed the channel, please do. Uh, I think we were sitting at 899 followers, and uh, I really need this, guys. I really need that 900. <laughs> it defines my life. So if anyone hasn't followed, please do. Uh, and also check out the YouTube uh, YouTube page. Look for Adventures in Lollygagging on YouTube. We have all of our current games, all of our past games. Uh, so if you want to see other things that we've done, please, please go right ahead and do so. And we also have a few podcast feeds as well. Search for Adventures in Lollygagging or The Waking of Angmar. Or what else do we have? Lollygagging on the Orient Express.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and you can find a lot of our content in audio only format. Uh, and uh, I think we just did. We just get a 900. Oh <gasps> my God. I think someone just did it right now. I can only see part of the name thank Linda you. Angel. I can't catch the. I can't catch it all. Linda Angel. Thank you so much. Congratulations on being the 900th follower. Of the <laughs> Amazing. It's awesome. Oh, I didn't realize I, this begging stuff works. All right. Well, <laughs> I have been taught a lesson and now I will overplay that hand. All right. Uh, thank you to everyone coming out tonight. Uh, thank you to infinite monkey Tales for the raid. Thank you for those of you who threw out some bits to support both myself and the, the fellowship. We're going to go ahead and raid our friends over at Lost Caravan. There, there she is, uh, Linda Angelique, 1981. Uh, thank you so much. First time chat, too. Thank you so much for for the follow. We really do appreciate it. Uh, speaking of following, follow the raid as we go to Lost Caravan RPG because they're playing some TTRPGs, and have a great rest of your weekend. So bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.